Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. Today, we have rising UK star Tara Henton with us. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you, Donna? I'm doing well. Oh, 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 oh uh, and Paula, of course. How, how, no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> I'm just sitting here. Once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's on break today. She's on her timeout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they sit me in the corner. I'm just going to sit here. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so fair. how are you tara <laughs> i'm all right thank you yeah. fantastic fantastic so the first question the best question ever who is tara hinton who am i oh my goodness well i'm a canadian singer songwriter i'm also a music educator and i also have a dog trying to get in the door <laughs> So we're going to take a time out. This is a Cooper break, if y'all wanted to know. <laughs> there, are, there are going to be several of these, unfortunately. I couldn't Cooper get the intro one. done without the dog upstage. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a Canadian musician. Um, I, I have a background in music education um, and also songwriting and that, that side of things. So I, I sort of juggle both of them. Um, a little bit more on the songwriting side of things now before I, you know, I repressed my songwriting, I think, for quite some time and kind of did the teacher thing. Um, and, and now I'm sort of finding a bit more equilibrium with it, a bit more balance, which is, is nice to kind of feel how you can have a bit of flow with it and how the songwriting can actually give you more authenticity in your teaching, you know, and, and it all kind of, you know, you're being like kind of that role model and that side of things. So... Yeah. So, and then on top of all that, I've just started doing um, work for Nashville Worldwide as a radio DJ as well. So I do that as a little <laughs> thing on the side on a Tuesday. Another, another, uh, another little thing to keep me busy. So why not? Other than Cooper. Other than Cooper. <laughs> Cooper is a full-time job. Yeah. Well, I had a four-year-old. Yeah, that factors in as well. So busy. yeah, busy, but <laughs> like three full-time time. jobs. Yeah. yeah, and a husband. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so funny. So funny. Perfect. So I have to ask. Go on, Dora. Oh, God, I'll let you go first because we might be asking the same question. We could be. <laughs> Probably not. You never know with us two. Um, what is a Canadian doing in England? Oh, I get that a lot. So, I mean, do, do you want the short version? <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I, I came I came over in 2001. Um, I, I graduated from university in Canada, Queens, um, in Kingston, Ontario. And I, I was just at a point in my life where I didn't really know where I wanted to be. And I don't know if you've ever kind of had that dilemma where it becomes a bit debilitating in terms of making a decision when you're sort of like, well, I don't really want to live there. I don't want to live there. And I, I just kind of thought, oh, well, a couple of my friends had been over, you know, summers over in Europe and specifically in, in England and it kind of, you know, gone on about the pups and this and the other thing. And it just, it just sounded, I, I, I don't know. I've always kind of had a romanticized 
notion of England, I think. I mean, I grew up very strangely for a Canadian watching Monty Python and things like that. So I always, you know, and of course I thought everything over here was like that, right? So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know, just fasc- just fascinating. Just, you know, small cars and people driving on the wrong side. Of the road. I, just, I just had this thing in my head where I thought it would be kind of cool just to come over for a year and, and teach. So that was what I originally came over to do. Mm. Um, the original plan was to come over and do supply teaching. That didn't work because I got headhunted to be um, a, a teacher at a primary school. They were looking for someone with a music background to be their music coordinator. So I ended up in Lowestoft for a year. Um, a little school there and I mean it was it was um it was an, it was an interesting year I enjoyed it but it was also very stressful um I think anybody who goes into a new career specifically teaching your first year is like a baptism of fire at the best of times add a, a, a very strange language barrier because it's English but it's not English like nobody could understand me and I couldn't understand anybody else I was trying to teach and just I think everything that I'd learned in school the history, the geography, the the PE, the so little of it was relevant. And I don't understand how I, I mean, I, I, I pride myself on being quite a smart person, but I had not worked that out, that getting on a plane and coming home to teach in England, they wouldn't be interested in learning about Louis Riel and like Canadian geography wasn't really going to factor in in the lessons. So it was like, I was learning everything about first year teaching, but on top of it, kind of re-educating myself on what the actual content of the curriculum was as well. So I found it quite overwhelming. Um, But I still, you know, I made it through the year. Then I did supply teaching for a couple of years, Um, got a job at a school. And I I mean, I still work at that school. I started with them back in 2005 full time. And now I work one day a week just as their music teacher. So that's kind of evolved. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, long story short, I kind of I came over with a short term plan, which became a medium term plan, which is now a long term plan. That's kind of how it's just progressed over the last 20 years. But that's just kind of the way life goes sometimes. And I think everything happens for a reason. So definitely. Yeah. So I have to ask, we're going to go back maybe a few years, maybe, you know, 20 years or so to this thing. I, f- I heard of this thing called the Kingston Country Singing Showdown. Okay. And yep. there was some person named Avril Lavigne that won. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what happened there? Um. So, yes, yeah, so I was in university in Kingston um, at that point. I think I was still in my music degree. And there was a, a really good country bar there called the Iron Horse Saloon, which I frequented a lot. <laughs> Um, Friday, Saturday nights, especially Friday nights, for some reason, just seemed to be the night to go there. But anyway, you know, they did. They had a lot of bands. And one of the they also had karaoke nights and things like that. But one of the things they did every year was they had this competition, country singing showdown. Um, And and I I don't know. I I don't know why. Maybe I hadn't got wind of it before or whatever. But anyway, I I decided I was going to enter it this year. So I, I did the preliminary rounds for it and qualified and made it to the finals. And um, so that was quite exciting because rather than singing with backing tracks, you actually had a live band that you could sing with. And it was like, you know, the back of a trailer down at the fairgrounds and like, you know, kind of that whole thing going on. Um, yeah. And, you know, chatting with all the contestants backstage, there was a 15 year old girl called Avril who I was chatting with and, and she was a lovely girl. And, you know, I, I remember her getting up and singing, thinking, dang, you're a really good girl. You know, <laughs> I think if on top of my, I, I can't remember both of the songs she did, but one of them she sang was um, Wide Open Spaces by the Dixie Chicks. So she, did, she did do a phenomenal job on it. Um, mm-hmm. And there is some 
footage on YouTube somewhere of her singing, not there, but singing like in little coffee shops, like chapters and things like that around Kingston, like when she was a teenager. So you can kind of get a sense of, and she did, she did sing a lot of country. So people wouldn't really associate her with, with country music, but she quite enjoyed doing Leanne Rhymes and stuff like that was quite, you know, kind of in her, her set list. So, um, but yeah, obviously I had no idea who she was going to grow up to be. I just have kind of just memories of chatting with this girl backstage and wishing her luck and congratulating her afterwards and saying, you know, well done, you know, I hope, hope you go far. And there she is, you know, so. <laughs> she went all the way, didn't she? Yeah, She's so awesome. I have no idea. I mean, God knows if she would remember me or not. Cause you know, there were a lot of people there, but I, I remember her. So yeah, she's from, I mean, she's from Napanee, which is a little place about 30 minutes down the road from Kingston. Where I went to university. So. I can't imagine Avril Lavigne. It's not all that exciting story, really. It's just a 15-year-old girl saying she won, I didn't. That's it, really. (laughs) But at least you can say you lost to Avril Lavigne and not to some, you know. Well, there were two winners. There was Avril Lavigne and there was a lady named Leslie. Oh, I can't think of her last name. She was very good as well. Um, But obviously not, you know, I don't think her career took quite the same trajectory uh, shall we say <laughs> um yeah i mean i'd be really interested to know if if Avril has any recollection of anybody who was in it it would be quite just interesting That'd to, be quite funny, actually, to yeah. know what what her take is on it because i mean don't know i mean it basically launched her career i think i think she'd um, um i think she'd got up on stage and sang with shania the year before i think there was some sort of a contest where if you won, you got to go up on stage and sing with Shania. I might be completely out of film that, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. So she'd already kind of had a little, uh, that, yeah. that either came before or after, yeah. but it was, you know, so she, she was already getting quite a bit of exposure and people yeah. were noticing how good she was. So That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I just thought that was really a cool tidbit that I found out about you. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. The things you don't know about people that you learn. Yes. Yeah. Well, apparently my, my, my cousin told me a story that, um, cause she's from around like Timmins, Sudbury around that way. Apparently she went to uh, the school that her kids go to. Shania Twain went there. I think she went to school with Shania Twain, my cousin, I think that's oh, wow. the story anyway. Um, and I remember telling the story about, she said her boys were still young. They were still in like, you know, elementary school, like primary school. And I guess Shania had popped in the school or whatever like you know to say and and (laughs) I think the kids had gone home and Rayanne my cousin did um volunteer work at the school but she wasn't there that day and they said oh mommy I'll never believe Shania Twain came to school today oh you shouldn't tell lies you know it's not very good to do that and blah 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 and then the next day when she showed up at school to volunteer they're like we'll never guess who showed up yesterday Shania Twain was here and she's like (laughs) pick the wrong day to have a dental appointment or wherever she wasn't there you know (laughs) <laughs> so i mean I'd, I'd have to verify all that with my cousin yeah. but i just have yeah. enough memories of her telling me this story growing up and i sort of thought oh that's kind of cool <laughs> that's awesome that is for sure but missing out on tonight i mean that just yeah 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 there's bad luck it's... and then there's bad luck isn't there yeah. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah but it's just a nightmare mm. so tell us who are some of the women, though, that have inspired you to do music? Because obviously you went to school for music, but tell us, like, your inspirations, the women that, you know, have drive you to do what you're doing. Um, inspiration. I mean, I, 
I had a, some strange, I mean, really bizarre non-country related inspirations, but not inspirations in terms of I want to do that, but just people that I really grab. Like, I mean, I, I grew up in the 80s. Madonna was a big thing for me. Um, I mean, <laughs> one of my other cousins, bless her, we got pictures of her somewhere of us trying to dress her up as Madonna when she was like about four, you know, and she had all the, you know, the bangles <laughs> on and the we had it all like she was, you know, doing the proper like old school Madonna, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And she had like all the necklaces and the bracelets. And everything. So I don't know. Yeah. Luckily, that fashion sense is kind of not not stuck with me. But um, yeah, I think like in terms of powerful women and like women who kind of you know, really kind of put a stamp on things in the music industry. Certainly Madonna was quite important to me growing up younger. I mean, I don't think anybody could grow up in the time frame that we did without her having some kind of an impact on them. Yeah. Um, but then I think maybe, you know, later in my teens, I, I started, you know, a, a 90s country. So people like Martina McBride and um, Faith Hill and, uh, you know, a lot of really powerhouse female vocalists mm-hmm. I found quite inspiring. I think the thing that I found really interesting though was when I started digging in more to the songwriting side of it, um, a lot of the songs that I'd really enjoyed them singing, I actually worked out that it was the songwriting behind it, you know, and then I started kind of idolizing the songwriters rather than necessarily the the front yeah, people. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Gretchen Peters, I, I came into like, you know, kind of discovering her quite late in my life. Like I was already living over here. Um, and I, I went to a concert. It was Wine, Women and Song was touring and it was in London. And I, I actually went because I love Matrice Berg and I've always loved um, Susie Bogus. So I was like, and Gretchen Peters, oh, I'm sure she'll be OK, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, how you say that? Like, how can I say that, right? Um, and I showed up and I was thinking, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. And then when she started singing through her back catalogue of songs, I realized that I'd been a fan of hers for 20 years and I just didn't realize it because mm-hmm. I, d- I hadn't done my homework I didn't I didn't realize that she'd written Independence Day and I mean how mm-hmm. now I look back on like oh how could I not realize that mm-hmm. um but it was just where where I was at at the time so mm-hmm. yeah and people like Mary Chapin Carpenter um and again Matresa Berg she's written songs for, for so many you know big big country names that I, I and actually even now sometimes she catches me out where I'll, I'll look up a song and you look at the song and she go, she wrote that one too? <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, oh, she snuck that one past me. <laughs> I should have known, you know. Um, so pe- people like that um, are, are quite high up on my list of people who I kind of idolize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, like I say, my emphasis, I think, has shifted more from stage presence and that side of things, although that's really important. But I'm really, you know, I'm interested in the nuts and bolts of the songwriting. Yeah. And it's it's really nice. It's it's so wonderful to have so many great female songwriters around. Mm-hmm. And and nowadays, like Brandy Clark and uh, Casey Musgraves, and you know, she's a brilliant writer. And um, there's yeah. so much talent out there, and mm-hmm. lots 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 of inspiration around if you know where to look for it. Absolutely. And definitely a lot more singer songwriters nowadays than there was you know, back in the, the, the sort of 90s and stuff. I must admit, I was devastated when I first found out that Reba didn't write all her songs. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. It, it, it seems like there's more transparency now. Um, mm. And also, I think it's not completely unforeseeable to, as a singer-songwriter, put out an album of your material and, yeah. and tour and represent your material. But there's a sideline on that where people can still record that. And it doesn't seem to be 
a faux pas to, for that. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not, there's no yeah. secrecy. Yeah. Um, you know, you think of, uh, Laurie McKenna. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking there's, um, Tracer Berg, uh, you and tequila and Kenny Chesney cut it. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's lots of, I mean, obviously lots yeah. of Gretchen songs. She's. And that was first recorded by um, Dina Carter back in yeah. three or four, 2003 or four. I can't remember the absolutely. year there. Right in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing. Strawberry wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a big singer songwriter person too. I love. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's kind of like once, once you take the lid off that tin, then yes. you, I think I start expecting more like you know what I mean when I listen when I listen to a good song I don't just go oh, that's a great song like that's a great song who wrote it yeah mm. you know and and, I, and Google Google is our friend right like we're, Google right. wasn't really a thing 20 years ago so you didn't really have access to that in quite the same way which mm -hmm. is fantastic because you can you can do your research and kind of try to work out you know the com the commonality between different songs you go oh Okay, that's interesting because that same writer was involved in those. That's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what it was like before Google, we used to have to call a radio station. Yeah. <laughs> and it was always busy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on a Sunday afternoon with your, your, your ghetto blaster and his tape. Yeah. There, we go. there like, we go. Record. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. how else would you make your own radio shows if you didn't? <laughs> exactly. Off the radio, so you had some material, right? Yeah. See? See? Yeah. yeah. Entertainment. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's my childhood um, right there. <laughs> uh the good old cassettes, you have to say. They were. Yes. Yes. And the pencil. It's still sitting now and they're like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And breaking that little tab off of it so that nobody could record over it. Then you had to get the masking tape out to like yeah. <laughs> it up so that you go oh, i want to record yep. over that one now <laughs> sorry we've lost an awful lot of people in this conversation yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about yeah what is this yeah pretty much anyone born after 1990 i think yeah <laughs> back in the old days yes. when dinosaurs roamed the earth and tape players were available after that oh. thing called an a-track <laughs> we oh. had an eight-track growing up we did i loved the eight-track Brilliant. Okay, I don't know what that is. Okay. <laughs> I'm lost now. Generational thing now. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I won't talk about <laughs> 45s either then. Oh, 45 re records. You had those. Oh, yeah. yeah the little ones, the you know, the, real, the small ones. Or oh. Big ones were 33s, small ones are 45s. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to have, because some of them lost the inside bit, so you had to have that big round thing that you'd put in the middle so it still played around seconds. <laughs> You used to pop the middle bit out, <laughs> and oh, you'd lose it. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> See, and they thought we didn't know how to have a good time back then. <laughs> we did for sure. <laughs> and they try to put it on the wrong speed, and then every album sounded like Alvin and the Chipmunks, right? <laughs> you still on purpose, it's like, <laughs> and then. But the thing is, I actually had a lot of records that were Alvin and the Chipmunks. So when you put them super fast, it was like supersonic. <laughs> <laughs> it was done. That was it. Oh, 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 wonderful. You try to stop a record right at the end of a song. You sit there like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So funny. Oh. So, are you ready for some fun? 20 questions plus one? 
I'll go on then. <laughs> this is the best part of the interview. 20 questions plus one. Oh, look. Cat. That's a cat. Was that question one? Did I get it right? That's not question what one. What is that? I don't know. Right question. Breaking into a cold sweat here, ladies. Oh, okay, come on then. Oh, this is, these are fine. These are so much fun. Okay. Is she all right? She's yeah, she my face is telling you oh. that I'm believing you on that, right? <laughs> These are where we get to know you as a person rather than you. Getting to know you. Okay, that's fine. That's it. We're going to have to get into like our little session planned every time. (laughs) Everybody loves these questions, though. Everybody, they're all nervous before. They're like, we had so much fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Early bird or night owl? Uh, Night owl. (laughs) If you could be a member of any sitcom family, what family would you be a member of? Sitcom family. Oh, or any TV family. Um, it's not really a family, but friends. Friends would be cool. I'd like to be somewhere in that apartment block. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be very cool. Okay. If we had to look through your iPod or your phone or computer, what would be your guilty pleasure music? Oh, <laughs> probably Walker Hayes. <laughs> I do like a bit of Walker Hayes. Bit of fancy, like ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everywhere. The it dog. I, I must admit, it does factor into my playlist quite regularly, and my daughter knows all the words to it, which is quite embarrassing when she gets to the Victoria's Secret bit. Anyway. You get to teach the dance, and you can put it on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll work on it. I think Applebee's has doubled in their visitation people, though. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, you know? uh, yeah, where, yeah. Where do all these people yeah. come from? Yeah. Oh, because of one song, it's great, okay. isn't it? That's awesome. So there you go. There's my guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> okay. What is the weirdest, sweetest, or kindest thing a fan has ever done for you? Oh, goodness me. I don't know. I haven't got that many fans. See, the thing is, no, but, you know, okay, can I just kind of put a little bit of a caveat on this? I started kind of doing this whole thing during a pandemic. <laughs> so... <laughs> I mean, they clapped for me on Zoom. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, I don't know what, I don't know. I'll let can you I, I, ask me that again next time we chat and I'll see if I can have something a bit Perfect. juicier yeah. for you for that. But yeah, I feel really boring with that. I don't know. If not, you can make some of it be fun. I'll think on it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to fabricate. Um, okay. Boots or heels? Oh, boots. No. Nah every day every day and twice on sunday i do not do heels <laughs> hate them makes two of us makes two of us um favorite drink what alcoholic or both anything um quite like pims in the summer That's but, very i mean English. but i mean as a daily thing i mean i must admit it's kind of coffee in the morning tea in the afternoon there's generally caffeine going on at some point in my life yeah. Awesome. I love the yeah. pims. Pims are Yeah, well, I mean, I only discovered it when I moved over here. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's nice. I like it. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> um, what's your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday. Holiday. What that I've been on or that I'd like to go on? It's whatever your interpretation is of the of the question. Oh, okay. See, I'm asking too much here, aren't I? Yes. The fa- favorite holiday I've ever been on. 
probably Florida. My my dad and my stepmom used to spend winters down there, and we had so. I mean, it, it isn't like one because there was there were several, but just generally yeah. Florida yeah. was was lovely. Yeah, it's I think the the probably the one of the first ones when I went where we actually did the Disney thing, and it was the first time I'd ever done the Disney thing, so it was quite exciting for me. Yeah, Disney World. Being in my twenties and kind of pretending I wasn't. <laughs> everyone does that here everyone does that here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm way more excited about seeing a person dressed up as a mouse than i have any right to be <laughs> everybody's the same it doesn't matter whether yeah. you're a two-year-old or you know the difference you know, is when you're little you don't know that they're not real right <laughs> i mean they I'm, are real what are you talking about oh i'm sorry how could you say that? they are real <laughs> okay they, they are they are yeah. They're all real. They're real people. Yeah. Don't listen to her, Taker. Don't listen. Okay. I say, okay. Yeah. No, 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 I can't hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's going mad. Okay. So, yes. There you go. Florida. That's my answer. Florida. Final That's answer. Florida. You sure you don't want to find a friend? No, not yet. Okay. <laughs> I got the phone ready. Just in case the questions get hard. Um, what's your favorite animal? Cooper. <laughs> Cooper's now an animal. I love that. He's a dog. He's an animal. Yeah, no, but everybody's going to be thinking, what sort of animal is a Cooper? Yeah. A a cockapoo. There you go. A A sleeping cockapoo, the best kind. And he's currently not trying to climb all over me. Oh, he's gorgeous. Um, Okay, if you could add someone to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? Goodness me. Okay, who, who, who? I don't know because I'm not. I'm not big on American politics. Who should we? Oh no! no, no. Oh, it, just, no it can be. It can be. Stay away from Okay, it can be anybody. For instance, I'm going to add Dolly Parton. Paul is going to add Reba McIntyre. So yeah. Okay. So, Merle Haggard. There you go. Okay. Perfect. There you go. Okay. Merle Haggard. That rocks. Right up next to Dolly Parton. That'd be quite good. Yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. We, we don't do politics. We don't do politics. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> like I'm sitting there thinking, well, they've already got a few of them up there. I don't know who has to put up there because I don't like it. <laughs> um, oh. What was your first concert you ever went to? Chicago. <gasps> it was 1980, I want to say 80, 88, I think. I think I might be off a year or so on either side. Um, I was in grade eight in school, I think. And I remember my high school music teacher, Mr. McIsaac, if you're watching this, you're getting a shout out. He went to the concert. It was at the Winnipeg Arena. And we were like up in the gods, my cousin and me and my mom. And we spotted him down on the floor. My cousin and I yelled, Mr. McIsaac. And he heard us. And he turned around and he was just absolutely mortified because he was standing in the middle of the Winnipeg Arena with these like, you know, 13 year old kids screaming at him from up in the rafters. Yeah. But anyway, it was the Chicago 19 tour. If that, I, I'll have to Google the year on it, but it was somewhere around there. But it was. Unfortunately, Peter Cetera wasn't with them anymore, but it was still a, a really good concert, and I do love Jason Chef, so, yeah, it's all good. It was brilliant. Wonderful. That's awesome. I'd love to go to a concert like that. Like, yeah. I need to get out more. This whole COVID thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, I need to get out. Yeah, just hoping you're still at home now. Yeah. It is. So tell us your favorite song today. My favorite song? Oh, I have so many. It's just a really, really hard show. I think my favorite one at the minute, 
like just literally only discovered it a couple of days ago is Ashley McBride and Carly Pierce, their their duet, and I can't think of the name of it, but it just it's such a good song. It's just come out recently, hasn't it's it? Like, it be that girl. I mean, I played it on my radio show today, but it's just it's such a good song. So I think that's going to probably yeah start coming into my playlist quite a lot because it's just it's so good. But I I have far too many favorite songs too. Like you guys will be here till Christmas if I start rattling off my favorite songs to you. And it it depends on which. Well, I'm gonna have a dinner break. I'll be back for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I for me, it's very much like what mood I'm in. Yeah, what playlist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I find that that's a really really hard question. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's why I asked for today. For today. For for today. today. For today. For today. today, (laughs) The one I told you. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I'm sorry. Did you have a question, Tigger? No. Okay. <laughs> what would be a good theme song for your life? Absolutely. I don't think she has a question. Oh, what would be a good theme song for your life? Oh, wow. This this is hard. Theme song for my life. They're not um, all hard. I promise. No. I think. Getting a little bit kind of serious for a minute. Probably bless the broken road, Rascal Flats. And uh, I mean, I know that obviously they didn't write it, but just that that song. Um, you know, my husband and I are really happy together. It's, you know, this is our second marriage together. So I think you know, you know, what I was saying to you before. I think everything happens for a reason. Like I really do think where I am in my life right now, <laughs> you know, is like it. It's yeah, everything's kind of come together. So, gonna get all emotional now on you. <laughs> Okay, well then we'll switch it up. We'll talk about um, if you could yeah. give our audience and everyone watching some really yeah. good recommendations for music. Recommendations. Yeah, whether it's artists that they need to listen to before they die, maybe an like, album that you have listen, to listen to. Listen to Gretchen Peters' entire back catalog if you haven't. I mean, that woman just dang, she can write. Like, just I haven't. I've never come across anything that she's written where I haven't just been absolutely awestruck. Um, yeah. I think that's probably if I had to pick one artist <laughs> to just like, you know, listen to her so she can give you an education on how to write a song. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. yeah I think she'd be, she'd be top of my list. That's a great choice. I've mm. always loved her too. So what's the best thing since sliced bread? Best thing since sliced bread. Toaster. Otherwise, what would you do with it? Great we got sliced bread, then we got the toaster sauce. <laughs> if you could talk to anyone, alive or dead, who would it be and what would you want to talk about? Anyone alive or dead. Um, oh, goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to put on like... Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> it's amazing for this one. Um, my mum. My mum. I'd like to I'd like to sit down, have a cup of tea with her and see what's going on. That's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Totally understand that one. Yeah. Hi, Tigger. Yes, we heard you. <laughs> Tigger said yes, that she wants to do that too. Oh excellent. Excellent. You can come along. It's a dinner party. <laughs> so obviously, if you weren't doing music and teaching. Yeah. Because we know you do that as well. What would you be doing? If my life, if I would have zigged instead of zagged when I was younger, I mean, I, I did have my, my parents went through a, a divorce when I was about 
10. So I don't know that my, I always wanted to be a teacher. And then when that happened, I was like, I want to be a lawyer, <laughs> you know, because it seemed like kind of the thing to do at the time. So I don't know, maybe if my life would have gone a different way, maybe I would have gone into something like that. I don't know how long I would have sticked at it, though. I don't think I would have found it. Or I don't think it would have been right. But I think that's probably what I would have attempted. You know what? I can imagine you in American law, you know, courtroom, arguing your point. I think you'd be automatic. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have the right personality for it, but I just, I don't know. There was just, I think what it is is, you know, your role models are what you see growing up and that was what was going on in my life. So I yeah. just thought, you know, well, that would be kind of exciting. Um, yeah. I did a, a, a placement when I was in high school at the Crown Attorney's office. Again, kind of thinking maybe this would be, a, yeah, first time they drug me in to see an autopsy, that put the end to that right there. <laughs> I mean, I was in high school and this body was being chopped. I was just like, no, this isn't for me. I mean, I, I was peaking. I couldn't eat meat for about a week. Like, it was just like, yeah, it was not. It that also dissuade you from it. becoming a doctor or anything else, right? Oh, there was, there was never any doubt that I was never going to do anything like that because it's just not my bag. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> but yeah. So, gruesome. <laughs> Not a good thing. <laughs> if you could be a Disney character, what character would you be? Oh, see, I find this hard because, like, all the princess. I mean, I, I don't like. I'm, I am hashtag. I am not a princess. Like, I am not. I've never been a girly girl. I've always been a real tomboy, and um, I don't know. Um, any a Disney character. Who would I be? We've had all sorts of answers. We've had it one. Ha it would have to be somebody, yeah, like not not girly girl. I mean, oh, it's not Disney, is it? It's Pixar. I was going to say. Um, it's part of Disney. What, what's her name? What, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, the, the little driver girl. The, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Vanellope, <laughs> you know, because she's like, you know, pretty bad ass isn't she you know like yeah. she's you know she's kind of so maybe, she's know, maybe something like that maybe something like that because she's she's definitely doesn't kind of give into the whole princess thing really no. she you know she's kind of no. the princess without being a princess so the glitch maybe, the maybe there's something there she does try to be a princess doesn't she in the second in the second film but doesn't quite put it off yeah not quite yeah quite yeah and then she breaks into her big slaughter race song, which is brilliant. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Such a good song. There we go. There you go. I'm, I will be Vanellope, much to my daughter's chagrin, because I'm sure she thinks that she's Vanellope. But... <laughs> we'll duke it out. I was like, no, mummy is. That's, that's a fight for another day. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. She's in bed now, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you can win for now. You can be her when she's in bed. Got it. Good. Yeah, yeah. You understand. <laughs> it's, it's a shift thing. Yeah. Take turns. Take turns. Absolutely. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. Finally, an easy one. I've been waiting for an easy question all the way along. <laughs> okay. Well, what's your favorite snack? Your go to snack right now? Oh, my favorite snack. Anything involving cheese. I mean, I, I just, crackers and cheese. I mean, it sounds really boring, but like crackers and cheese. Yeah. That's awesome. Mix it up a bit with different types of cheeses. If you need to have that little, <laughs> you know, but like kind of like a sharp cracker with a bit of sharp cheddar on it. 
and like some sliced apple just to kind of give it that you know sweet savory thing going mm -hmm. on that's me done up right there <laughs> perfect sounds good <laughs> so i probably know the answer hungry. to this but yes you are making me hungry i'm like yeah Let's move on to that question now before you go know. on, go on. But, but yeah, we should talk about this last question first. So um, hypothetically, if I came to you and said, I need to hide a dead body, do you know a good place? No. Okay. I really don't. Um, <laughs> and you're like, don't show me. I, got I haven't that. <laughs> put that much thought into it before, if I'm being really honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Dead body. Hmm. Mm. Lake Meadows, I don't know, <laughs> park next to me, but I mean, they, they dredge it up in the lake, it's not that deep, so it's probably not the best place, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, you better ask Walter about that. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's very cool. Okay. okay. So we have this is the million dollar question. Just seeing how. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, you better watch your answer here because this could be. Yeah, major. Could, could go either way. Okay. Okay. I feel the pressure now, ladies. I feel the pressure. Yes. Yes. Who is oh. your favorite CWC host? Oh. <laughs> the I cat. See, Tigger again. Congratulations, Tigger. <laughs> I think Tigger's going to win season one as, you know, host of the year. Yes. Yes. I'm pretty sure she has. So we have to start going through all of these videos and pulling up Tigger, Tigger, Tigger. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to, we're just going to have a roll that, that says who's the winner. And yeah, Tigger. I think the old dog got a, a vote in every now and then, but it was mainly Tigger. The cat. Yeah. And the dog's going to be too impressed that a cat outdone them, but you know. Yeah, but he's sleeping, so that's fine. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh. so funny. It's okay. So funny. So tell us, what have you got planned for the rest of 2021 um to be honest with you at the moment i'm concentrating a lot on writing um I, I september i joined the songwriting academy over here in the uk so um yeah i'm kind of i've been doing a lot of writing a lot of co-writing and a lot of songs that are kind of done half done semi done need to rewrite so i think what i need to do is just focus a lot on getting them through the process you know yeah. um and, and then then trying to find homes for them you know, be it whether it's something for me as an artist or whether it's a, a matter of trying to, to pitch things. And um, mm. the nice thing about being in the Songwriting Academy is, is you know, kind of developing some connections where before I had no concept of how to pitch anything. And now all of a sudden it's kind of like, you know, somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody got to know somebody who might actually be interested in that song. So yeah. um, I'm interested to to pursue some of that and, and see what becomes of it. I find that quite exciting that, I, you know, other people could actually be maybe recording some of my things, not, yeah. just, not just me. Cool. So it's, it's like next level, you know, it's taken me 30 years to work up the courage to release material. <laughs> and now I'm like, Hey, but maybe someone else wants some of it out there as well. While we're, while we're giving. So, Why not? Um, yeah. So I just, yeah, I'm quite excited what the rest of the year and, and, you know, the year going into, you know, next September, cause I've got a whole, you know, like, Basically, I started in September, so I've got a lot left. Um, somewhere mixed in there, there is going to be another single coming out, but I think I'm going to hold off to the new year. I don't want to get a single mixed up in the whole Christmas thing. Yeah. That yeah. isn't a Christmas song. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm kind of just kind of wait, you know, buy um, my time, wait, wait for the new year, and then get single. And I think probably build up to an EP. Awesome. Um, but just you know, more of like an accumulative. 
yeah. you know, the, the, the singles and then a couple of other and then put, yeah. songs on it and, and kind of have that as a, yeah, put, put a lid on that collection of work and then start mm-hmm. thinking about something else. Next time. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Wonderful. Yes, sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. I look forward to the new music always. Oh, thank yes. you. Yeah, we've got some got some cool stuff. I'm, I'm really um, excited about some of the co-writes that I've done. I mean, Celine Ellis, her and I did a co-write the other week and it turned out really well. Um, she seems to think I sing. I sound better singing it. I think she sounds better playing it. So we'll see. It might end up being both of us <laughs> on the track. We'll see what happens. So, um, yeah, and I did quite a bit of writing with Ben Selleck. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, Kelly Williams, her and I write together quite a bit. Um, mm. And I'm super excited to hear what comes out of that girl because she, she's just got so many, like she, her album's out next week. I can't wait for it to be out there. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing that excites me the most about it. It's not just writing on your own. It, it's it's what, if you sit down on your own to write, you don't know what you're going to end up with. But if you sit down with other people to write, Yes, there's no telling what you're going to come up with because you don't even own the headspace that's going on in 66% of what's going on in the, you know what I mean? Like you just, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on in your head. It's just amazing how some little idea that you think is going to go one way, you just completely, you know, becomes something yeah. else and becomes something really amazing that you couldn't have done on your own. And that, ah, that's magic. Like I, I had no idea what I was missing out on before by not doing co-writing. I'm so converted to co-writing. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's awesome. Perfect. So yeah, we look forward to that new music. Awesome. I'll thank see you what so I can much come for up with joining. for you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. It's been our And I'm going to give myself back. some therapy to kind of calm down all the interrogation questions. <laughs> Interrogation, it sounds yeah. awful. Oh, oh, come on, they weren't that bad. It was at gunpoint, really, wasn't it? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, they, they, why... they weren't that bad. It's just me not really having any any idea how to answer any of them, but the questions themselves were fine. That's fine. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, guys. It's been really no worries. Yeah. And thank, thank you, you friends, for joining, for joining us for another episode. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. <laughs>